views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show, Transformation Talk Radio and TransformationRadio.fm. Wow. It is so great to be connecting with all of you and especially my sidekick, Mr. Benny. Hello, Mr. B. Hey, Pat. How are you today? I'm hitting pretty good. You're hitting pretty good. Good. I love that. I love that. You know, it's a beautiful day, but I will tell you, I got up this morning and I didn't have a coat when I went out. You don't need one. I know. And I found myself, oh, I got to turn the heat on in my car. Did you put a shirt on though first? Did you? Okay, okay, that's going to be a yes. I just double check in. Some people have their morning moments, and I know. And space. actually, I have. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I have had a few of those morning. Oh, moments. okay. I definitely have had a few of those morning All right. moments. Um, but what a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, time to be alive right mm-hmm. now. You know, it is beautiful out there, and certainly, I'm not even going to come close to the time in the morning that you get up. Um, but I will tell you, I'm working on it because now I get up at six because what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm slowly getting up earlier and earlier because I discovered that I actually am a, an early day person. And so I get up in the morning, I go have coffee with people, and then now what I'm going to add into that is a little exercise. So I'm going to be kicking that in right there. Good. Get that heart rate up. Get <laughs> I'm, a, I'm working on getting that heart rate. Talk about getting the heart rate up. You know, we've got Paul O'Brien here in the show today, and we are ready to get the heart. We're, we're going to get the heartbeat up. We're going to get the th- we're going to get the energy flow and the juices moving, and we're going to get the absolute intuitive divine intelligence within each and every one of us to just come to the forefront today. For those of you out there, I want to just mention uh, Paul O'Brien joining me here today is the author of Great Decisions, Perfect Timing. I love that title of the book, Great Decisions, Perfect Timing. Well, you think to yourself, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. It's for those two now. We're going to talk about their lives. And you know what? Once you sit down and you read this book, what you're going to discover is uh, you're going to discover that this is just not for one or two or a handful of people. But today we are going to talk about, you know, some of the things that Paul writes so beautifully and brilliantly about. And most importantly, you know, have you let go of your vision for your life? You know, have you said, ah, 
I'm getting too old for that. It'll never happen. We've just gone through a tough time. You know, what is it that's going on? I've got this disease and it's holding me back. You know, I'm not you. I'm not this other person. I'm not Paul. What have you done to take your dream and your vision for your life? And here's what I want to say about this. Paul's going to talk to us too. The vision doesn't have to be that of running for president. Now it could be, but it doesn't have to be that. You know, the vision can be what you want it to be. Paul O'Brien founded what became the world's largest astrology and divination website. He's become known as the father of inter- interactive divination. And by the way, published first software about that. But more importantly, is somebody that has been ahead of the curve. This is what I love to say. Somebody's been ahead of, ahead of the curve. And so what does that mean? That means that somehow along his life, in my words, not his, somewhere along the line, he got tapped on the shoulder by spirit. Or maybe he got hit by a two-by-four by spirit. But whatever that is, something got his attention to say, Paul, you got to go in this direction. This is the way it's got to go for you. And so today we get to hear from him about what cultivating intuitive intelligence really means and why it is not just for some, but for all of us. Paul, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much, Pat. It's a pleasure. Uh, you know, I want to start with this. Let's start with this uh, this question uh, uh, that I'm I'm so so interested about. You know, it is a signature question that um, I asked back in the day, 2003. I asked the question, "What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail?" But what happened when I asked that question to myself? Then the following question came up. You know, what are some of the challenges and obstacles that each of us has to overcome? to move into that question. And that's what I want to ask you. You know, what did you have to move beyond? What did you have to leave behind or step into to come up with the initiatives you've come up with, not just conceptually, but you've taken the vision into the world? What did you have to get past? Well, I think for everybody who wants to live their dream or to establish a greater level of creative freedom for themselves, which is really what motivated me, you have, to, um, you have to rise above lower levels of consciousness. And when I say levels of consciousness, I'm thinking in psychological terms, um, like as according to uh, Maslow's triangle. So in other words, if you're stuck dealing with sec- in, at the security level, you're not going to ever be very creative. You can rise above that, and you can start to focus on the level of sensations, which is pleasure, etc., cetera, uh, and the avoidance of pain, and you're going to have a little bit more freedom. And then you can go above that, and you can focus on the achievement of power or status um, or ego um, uh, fortification, and then you're going to have even more freedom. Like somebody who's security um, addicted at a party is going to be kind of uh, quiet and, and, and a wallflower. Somebody who's into sensations is going to have more fun, and somebody who's like, you know, playing games with people is going to have uh, an even better time than that. But what you, those are the things that when we get stuck in any one of those three levels, security, sensations, or power, that's what holds us back. And until we go to the fourth level and above, and the fourth level is love, we don't really have what it takes to get our rocket ship into orbit. Mm. 
So that's what happened to me was I developed confidence over the years in my day job, and I had a career in, in the software field, and I was doing very well. So I had the confidence that I could always go back to that if I failed at this incredibly risky thing that I was inspired to undertake. And so that's really what we have to do is we have to develop confidence, and it doesn't happen overnight, and it's not going to happen from repeating a bunch of affirmations over and over again. It happens from develop, by developing skills and, and resources that we, can, that we can depend on, by developing our own safety net so that we're not tied down by fear and security issues like that. You know, uh, and uh, let's talk about fear if we could for a minute. You know, the book the book is called Great Decisions, Perfect Timing. Um, but many of us that have gone down the path where fear has guided the way, and, and I say that, you know, that definitely has been some of the things in my own life, right, where fear has guided the way. The question mark that does come up is uh, where does fear take us? And certainly, I don't know that fear has taken me to great decisions or uh, nor perfect timing. You know, but what role does what what role you know does fear possibly play in our lives to get us to where we want to go? Well, fear um, there's a, there's a positive sort of fear. I mean, if you jump out of the way of an oncoming uh, truck, uh, that's a very uh, healthy form of fear. It's gonna could save your life. Uh, the kind of uh, but where fear uh, is, is is does us no good at all is in how it interferes with our intuition. And as long as we are beset by our fears, or as long as we're controlled by fears, um, intuition can't operate at all. Fear is like a concrete containment dome that blocks the signals from reaching our intuition. And without intuition, we're not going to be able to make any uh, bold decisions. We're not going to be able to move. Uh, from uh, from a fear-based consciousness to a love-based consciousness, wherein we're going to do something that really means something to us, something that we really care about. And that's where real success comes from. So fear is an obstacle to intuitive, uh, to the intuition, and, and, and not having an activated intuition makes it virtually impossible to make great decisions. And that's really what the book is all about. Well, I love that you're talking about this because someone once said to me is into the the let me see if I get this right and I would love for you to talk about it when we come back from break is someone once said to me that you know some people think that intuition and spirituality are diametrically opposed. And what he went on to say is yeah, as a matter of fact, we look at quote psychics and we look at that as being an evil kind of practice. And yet at the same time, what I'm really struck by in most religious traditions or spiritual traditions, which I'm familiar with, you know, there are folks that are talked about in scripture that is written about the level of intuitive nature of people that have gone in one direction or the other. When we come back, uh, Paul, I would love for you to talk a bit about decisions, 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 as you talk about in the book, Um, because many of us don't realize we're faced with them every day most of our energy is focusing on the big ones but how about the day-to-day decisions where we're putting one foot in front of the other 
That's why Paul O'Brien is joining us here today. Great decisions, perfect timing. And Paul, by the way, has got something really cool for all of you, a special pay-it-forward gift. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. Preceding audio was via a Skype call. Pure Encapsulations is committed to producing the most complete line of research-based nutritional supplements from fish oil to probiotics to multivitamins and more. Available through qualified health professionals and community pharmacists, finished products are pure and hypoallergenic to optimize the long-term health of all patients, even the most sensitive. With Pure Encapsulations, you can rest assured that you're getting the purest and highest quality nutritional supplements available. Ask a qualified healthcare practitioner about Pure Encapsulations today and discover why it's the supplement brand of choice for healthcare professionals worldwide. For more information, please visit www.pureencapsulations.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Lynn Brown from the show Winning at the Game of Life. Listen, it's time to enrich your money stories and open your path to all that you desire. We all have limiting beliefs which we accumulate from our life experiences, ancestors, and past lives. These beliefs block our ability to receive the unlimited flow of abundance that the universe is constantly offering to us. Why are we so emotionally caught up on the word money? It's only one of the many forms of abundance. I'm excited to uncover your unique stories and limiting beliefs around money and abundance, as well as give you tools to release them from your space. It's time to invest in yourself. You deserve everything you ever imagined and more. Call me to schedule a reading at 844-LETTER-B-INTO-IT or letter R, letter U, intuit.com. Lynn was very accurate and she was so clear in explaining everything to me. I highly recommend Lynn to all of you. Do you want to transform your life's trauma and challenges into the gift that your life was meant to be? It's time for you to take control of your soul journey to heal, grow, and shine. Manifest your destiny with Wendy Wolf, soul transformer, energy, and psychic healer. To start your soul journey, contact Wendy at healgrowshine.com or email Wendy at wendy at wendyrwolf.com and start your adventure today. The following audio is via a Skype call. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's great to have Paul O'Brien joining us here today. For those of you out there, great decisions, perfect timing, cultivating intuitive intelligence. You know, uh, Paul, before we jump into talking about decisions, um, let's let folks know the best way to get to find out more about you. And you also have a free download for people. So would you tell us a bit about that? Well, you know, I... I have a website. I started a nonprofit after I sold my business. 
Uh, I developed what became the world's largest astrology and divination website, as you mentioned in the preamble, and I sold it. Uh, I never intended to sell it. I, um, I, I had no exit strategy at all. I wanted to do it because it was based on a couple things that I had been fascinated by in my youth, one of which was the I Ching, which is this ancient Chinese oracle or divination system, and the other one was uh, software, specifically the potential of software to deliver a multimedia experience. And I had visions of that back in the 70s. So these were two things that I was fascinated by, and I, I, I held on to those things for my entire adult life. And in fact, I used the I Ching as an intuitive decision-making aid for my um, entire uh, adult life. And it wasn't until 15 years later when I was the vice president of a high-tech software company that it occurred to me that I might put those two fascinations together and create a multimedia version of the I Ching. But I never imagined that it was going to lead to anything uh, really big, but my software marketing skills came in handy, and we did a deal with AOL and became uh, the provider of AOL horoscopes. We added astrology, etc., and the rest is history. And in 2007, we started to be pursued. And like I said, I had no exit strategy. I could barely imagine that I could make a living uh, doing uh, this kind of software. But it was something that meant something to me. And so I chose meaning over money. And I basically uh, just was um, living from month to month for like 12 years while I was trying to make payroll. I had no money in the checking account and then ended up being pursued because we had 10 million registered users. AOL Horoscopes became a big hit. And um, that's after that, I sold the company and I started a nonprofit, which is a long explanation of why we have this website now called Divination.com. So anybody who wants to, un to, wants to learn more about the book or about our work, which is totally nonprofit, it's an educational nonprofit, and it, it, it publishes uh, things through the website, divination.com. That's D-I-V-I nation.com. And today, before the show, Pat, I was so inspired. I'm so inspired by your show and by what you're doing and all of these shows that you're creating. It's really beautiful network Thank you. that you're producing. And I just appreciate it so much that I wanted to uh, give back to you and to the show and also to the listeners who might be interested in what we're talking about today, and I'm actually going to offer a free copy of the book, a free electronic copy, um, for any of your listeners who go to a private web page that I set up uh, for this purpose called divination.com slash free book. So it's just one word, free book, slash free book, divination.com slash free book, and they can go there, and if they sign up for our newsletter, they can download a free Kindle version or an iPad version or a PDF of the entire book. Now, this is not to say that we don't want sales, and we do have paperback versions on Amazon, etc., um, because all the revenues go to our nonprofit work anyway, and, and uh, so that's cool. Anybody who wants to buy it, that's even better. But I want to offer it as a gift because my main intention in doing this nonprofit work is to help other people learn some very important things about decision-making. And so that's what you were referring to, yes. the pay-forward gift that I told you about before the show. Yeah, I love it. 
and as a matter of fact, we're uh, right in the middle of letting all of our folks that listen to us through our live streaming and our social media know about that as well. Uh, Paul, thank you so much for your generosity and, and your kind words. Um, but decisions, right? You know, I, I've shared this story a lot of times. In 2003, I dialed the wrong phone number, but I didn't hang up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have been questioned, challenged by family and friends about the direction of my life, especially then. And yet at the same time, I didn't hang up. And in my, in, in, within 10 minutes, I pulled out a credit card and bought my first hour of airtime and couldn't explain it. And, you know, you talk about this so beautifully in the book. But I have to tell you that I, I then went on uh, six months thereafter to try to explain it. And the more I tried to explain it to people, Paul, the more doubt, the more fear I had. And oh. I would love for you to talk about, first of all, what you've written about decisions in, deci- in the book about decisions, but also this idea of synchronicity, synchronicity that you talk about as well. Right, right. You know, it's funny you say that because uh, when I started uh, in uh, I Ching Software, product and, and, and then quit my job as vice president of marketing for a, a high-tech company, all of my peers thought I was crazy. And I people would ask me, why are you doing this? And I said, you know, my motto, I guess my motto is, wherever God drags me, I will follow. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. kind of sounds what happened, to, happened with you. Um, I was just caught up by this Fervor that was the result of these of the intersection between these two fascinations that I had, and I had you know, it wouldn't let go. I just had to I had to pursue it. Of course, I knew I could always go back to my day job, and I, I want to stress that because a lot of people have asked me, "Oh, how can I do that? I want to quit my job and and, and do something more creative right now." And I say, "Hey, I didn't quit my job. I, I did consulting for a couple of years when I started this thing." But anyway, getting to the subject of decisions, you're absolutely right. I mean, we make a thousand decisions every day, you know, to turn this way or to buy that type of toothpaste or whatever. But this book is really about what I call visionary decisions. And the process that I teach in this book is called visionary decision making. Now, why am I focused on decision making? Well, because decision making is the highest leverage human activity. Our success and happiness is directly related to the quality of the decisions and the choices that we make. That is the highest leverage activity. That's the thing we pay CEOs a fortune to perform. That's what we give politicians all kinds of power to perform for the collective. And this is our responsibility to ourselves to do a good job of making decisions for ourselves. Now, you'd think that as the only species we know of, that can visualize different possible outcomes for different choices, that we would be friggin' geniuses at this by now. But lo and behold, we suck. We are so bad at it, and it's such an important thing to learn how to do. And part of the reason we're bad at it is because we're not very darn intuitive. We've had our intuition tamped down and, and repressed by a lot of fears that you know, we might do the wrong thing, or we might not. We can't afford to fail. We can't. We can't afford to take risks, or we can't afford to be ostracized or or embarrassed. And so we limit ourselves because we have all of these limiting beliefs that hold us back, and things that we have to conform to. Yet this is the absolute most important thing for us to do, and it's why 
I uh, wrote a whole book about uh, on the subject of decision-making. Now, where does synchronicity come in? Synchronicity is a construct by Carl Jung, the great depth psychologist, <clears throat> who basically noticed that sometimes coincidences are not just coincidences. They can be meaningful. So he defined synchronicity as a meaningful coincidence that basically has some kind of message for us, like the time you called the wrong number. Well, actually, Pat, it wasn't the wrong number, was it? I mean, look what's happened. Right. Look what's come out of it. So, you know, it kind of based on this new visionary belief that I promote in the chapter in the book on beliefs, uh, where uh, the, belief, the visionary belief that we can try on is that there are no accidents, that everything happens for a reason. Now, can I prove that? No, I cannot. Can I disprove it? No, you cannot. But it is a useful belief because I have found that when I start to look for the meaning in what's happening around me, rather than just dismiss it as a mere coincidence or as a mere happenstance, I start to notice, uh, I start to live a richer life and I start to notice signals. You know, like in the Bible, it talks about signs and omens. Now, I'm yeah. not a I'm not a biblical guy, but, but there are signs and omens happening all the time, and synchronicity is one of the forms that they take. And we need, if we have a good intuition, it takes intuition to read between the lines and decipher what the meaning might be. And sometimes we don't know what the meaning is, we just know that it's a signal that's pointing us in a certain direction, and maybe we'll figure out the meaning later. It's not really our job to demand an explanation before we move forward. If we're getting a signal from the universe or from God or from the collective unconscious or whatever you want to call it, if we're getting a signal and we know that that signal is meaningful, then we should pay attention to it and at least consider the direction it's pointing in. That's what you did. That's what I did. And that's what anybody can do when they start to learn to trust themselves. And that's, well, about, that's about confidence. That's about believing <sighs> in yourself. People talk about faith. I'm all for faith, and I think the most important type of faith is believing in yourself and believing in your own intuition. I and love I this. I was never taught to do that. I was no, never, I wasn't either. No. I was never taught to trust myself. I was never taught to trust my feelings. I was told what to believe. I was told what to think. I was even told what to feel. I grew up Catholic, and it was like sinful if I felt anger towards my parents. I mean, this is ridiculous. You know, I mean, where where's the freedom in any of that? So I'm not trying to pick on the Catholics. I'm just saying dogmatic religion has been one of the worst things for creative uh, freedom ever. Absolutely. And, you know, part of this, too, is in trusting, and you said something really key I'd love to talk to you about when we come back, the belief. What is it that you actually believe for yourself? First of all, have you ever said, I'm not intuitive, I'm not creative? Have you ever said that? Do, you, do, do we each realize what happens when we have a belief that is going to take us further away from our vision or a belief that will take us closer to enacting our vision? Either way, there's a power in belief that Paul's going to talk about when we come back. If there's one thing to take away from this show today, there are many, but if it's one thing to take away from the show today, it's coming up in our next segment, everyone. We're going to take a short break here. I'm so, so thrilled 
to have Paul O'Brien joining me here today. What a fabulous gift. Uh, and he, we, when we come back, we'll mention what it is. You can download a copy of the book. It's just incredible. But when we come back, is it all in the belief? Is it true? Is it false? Or is it just it? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Would you like to be a question with anything that comes up in your body or mind? Would you like to become totally aware and begin to function as the conscious being you truly are? Join Access Certified Facilitator Glenna Rice every month for a live teleclass where you can ask all of your questions and learn to create change in any aspect of your life. Visit GlennaRice.com today to learn more and don't miss the next call. Join the questionable conversation today at GlennaRice.com. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. What does a dentist of the year get? A little plaque. (laughs) Welcome to Smile Big, where we offer cosmetic, restorative, and preventative dentistry. Dr. James Rosenwald and Dr. Susan Abdenard work hard every day for their clients to be happy to smile with the latest equipment for complete smile restoration for anyone. The sooner you call, the sooner they can help. Call 425-454-4040 or email scheduling at smilebig.com. You can even visit our website at smilebig.com. Are you ready to thread your life with intuition? Intuit Apparel can help you do just that. This is not just about a piece of clothing. This is about a movement, an awakening, and staying centered in life. Your life. Intuitive and host of the radio show, Get Into It, Lynn Brown, was given this image with the intention of a clothing line designed to represent the essence of life itself. Visit IntuitApparel.com now and wear your intuition with pride. Wondering how to play the game of life and actually win? Stop wondering and start winning the game of life with the unique, incomparable Lynn Brown. Lynn takes everyday aspects of life and infuses them with the magic of soul and passion to help others. She wants to help you next. Lynn offers a myriad of spiritual healing from chakra clearing, aura healing, to even corporate and business readings. Bring your game face and visit letter R, letter U, intuit.com or call 844-LETTER-B-INTUIT. The following audio is via a Skype call. everybody welcome back for more information about us go to the drpatshow.com um or go ahead and if you will 
go to transformationtalkradio.com. And for those of you out there who want to take a sneak peek, you know, we're not fully operational, but please go ahead and take a look. Go to the transformationnetwork.com or go to transformationradio.fm. Right now, we're in the middle of fine tuning, tweaking, but you'll be able to take a sneak peek at the channels that are coming and how they are very, very unique in their presentation. So what you will not find is this cha- this general mishmash of topics that you want to hear. You will be able to tune in if you want to psychic talk radio and what, you know, or you could tune in to our health and wellness channel or you could tune into God talk or you could tune into our green channel, but each has been with a separate group of amazing people that are going to come to the forefront to help all of us live life full out. People like my friend and colleague joining me here today, Paul O'Brien, who wrote a fabulous book. There's so much in this book for me. When I went and read it, what I was really called to really talk about today is this next segment. I had to, Paul, do a sanity check for myself. When I started to think about, wait a minute, When in my life has intuition been in the forefront and guided me? And I have to tell you, I've talked about this before, Paul. I have been called lucky most of my life. When have I struggled to manifest a vision, a dream, whatever it is? Well, it's about this topic, the belief. I would love for you to talk about belief in the way that you bring it to the forefront for for people. And, you know, please talk about the idea or the fact that when your world doesn't look like abundance, we can still have a belief. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, you know, beliefs are so important, but they're only relatively important. I don't believe, I don't, I don't believe that beliefs are sacred in and of themselves. I don't believe that we are saved by our beliefs, except in a very practical sense. I look at beliefs as operating assumptions, and I think we need to take responsibility for our beliefs, for what we believe, what we believe, because all beliefs are choices. Now, granted, we make some of those choices when we're four years old, and we're taught to believe something, and we take it on. In the early days, we believe in the tooth fairy, and we believe in Santa Claus. And uh, we believe all kinds of things that we're taught. And some of these things um, are based on conclusions that we come to at a young age because human beings have an innate need to make sense of things. And when things don't make sense, when things are a little chaotic or, or crazy, we have to come form a conclusion about it. So, for instance, I'll give you an example, Pat, out of my own life sure. yeah. of a belief that I formed when I was three or four and that really held me back for uh, the first during the first 30 years of my life. And that was the belief that I needed to be perfect in order to be lovable. I needed to earn love, and I needed to do it by being perfect. And anything, and, and if I was perfect, I could win a few crumbs of love. And that was based on my experience in a large family um, with a very perfectionistic mother, um, a very strict uh, environment, very uh, fundamentalist uh, religious environment. And so um, that belief had me constantly doubting myself 
and doubting whether I was good enough. And I think a lot of people have a belief similar to that, like there's something wrong with me or I'll never be good enough or that kind of thing is in the back of their minds. Now, they would, might not admit that they have that belief, and that's why it's called a core belief. They don't even know they have it. And I didn't know I had it either. I did a personal growth training when I was 29 years old, and I became aware of the fact, oh, my God, I'm operating on the basis of, of, of a belief that's inside of me, it's subconscious until now, that there's something wrong with me. Hey, how, how is that going to, you know, what, what's the basis of that? And so I, I sort of like investigated my beliefs. And now what I think, Pat, is that our beliefs are operating assumptions. We need them. If we don't believe we can do something, guess what? We can't. You right. know? So they're, they're, they are important in that respect that they do govern what we can and cannot do. But they're not so important that we have to believe what we're taught to believe in order to go to heaven. So this mm -hmm. is where it's kind of a, a it's a, a kind of an in-between kind of thing. And I call it belief engineering. And the yeah. first the first step, and that's the title of chapter 11 in the book. Yep. And the first step of, of belief engineering is figuring out what the hell you do believe, yeah. and, and how there might be some core beliefs that you're holding on to that you're not even aware of yet, and that are governor, governing your behavior and limiting your ability to achieve greater freedom in life. And really, that's what we all want. We all, we all want greater freedom, whether you, call, whether you think money is the way to do that or whether you think that, you know, finding meaning in service is the way to do that. Whatever freedom means to you, we all want to be more free, but yet we're held back by beliefs that we don't even know we have. And so in that chapter... I teach people how to take ownership of what they believe, how to become more aware of it, and how to realize that it's provisional. An operating assumption is provisional. It's, 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 it's subject to testing. It's subject to, um, to revision. And it should be subject to upgrading. That's called learning. When somebody says, oh, he's a man of, like they used to say about George Bush, he's a man of conviction. He never changes his mind because he knows what he believes, and that's a strong mark of character. I said, no, 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 that is a learning disorder. It's like amazing to me that we, <laughs> that we think that, there's, that you should never change your mind. No, I think you should change your mind a lot. I yeah. think everybody should change their mind and, and all their life because we are learning. And so in that chapter, I propose some new beliefs that people can try on some operating assumptions that they can try on, not just for the psychological benefit of overcoming core beliefs, like, for instance, uh, telling yourself that I am beautiful, lovable, and capable just the way I am, and affirmations like that. Those are good. There's no, nothing wrong with trying to reverse your core beliefs. But, I mean, there are other beliefs that you can try on that are going to support your creativity. They're going to support your intuition. They're going to support your courage. And these are beliefs like, change is my friend. You know, most people think of change as a threat. Well, guess what? They're going to be defending themselves against change all the time. And they're going to be trying to keep everything the same and trying to fight change. No, change is your friend, especially if you make it your friend. And another one, the, the one I mentioned before, everything happens for a reason. You know, this is a very practical belief because changes the way you deal with things. Like, for instance, you have a setback, and we all have setbacks. Yeah. Things don't go the way we want. You have a setback. Well, if you believe that everything happens for a reason, and, 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 there are, and it's not our job to know what the reason is, it's just 
our job to know that there is a reason, then it becomes easier to accept whatever happened and to think, well, maybe it's a good thing because maybe I got blocked on that path because it's a dead end. Or maybe it would have prevented me from seeing a much better pathway. You know, you never know. And maybe you do know two years later, but we, you, don't, you don't necessarily know in the spot. So why, do we, why are we so conceited? Why does the ego pretend it has to know? Why do we demand answers from God? Why me? Why me? Why did this happen? Hey, you might not know for a long time. It, doesn't, it, it ultimately is not as important to know the answer to that as it is to know that it happened for a reason, and it means you've got to change your direction. That's the real relevant information, so get off of it and move on. You know, so if you believe that everything happens for a reason, you're going to be able to accept things, even the things you don't like, and, and, and benefit from them. And when you start doing that, you start moving into what I call the synchronistic lifestyle, where you're going with the flow and you're noticing synchronicities and amazing coincidences and amazing connections as they happen, and, and, and you're loving it. And, and you're using it as, and you're letting your intuition operate on the basis of this kind of information that you never even noticed before. And then life becomes more like a dance. And it's like you're dancing with your destiny. Yeah. And, and your destiny is leading you. And you're not even, you don't even have to be completely sure about the final destination. Yeah, you know what I love about this? It's really interesting. And I think, Benny, why don't we go ahead and skip this break? Because a couple of things really important to talk about, especially the conversation about miracle mindfulness. Um, one of the things that I did want to touch upon that you said was very interesting to me and uh, in direct contradiction of what someone said to me the other day. It's really fascinating when we look at the synchronicities in our lives, right? And they show up. And one of the things I was really struck by are the nuances. Uh, and I've had some time to think about this. Someone said to me, you know what? I have to get hit by a two by four. And I used to say that, Paul, but I don't. I can go back to the times where, quote, I've been hit by a two by four to find that prior to the two by four, there was not a two by four, maybe a little one by one. And then before the one by one, there was maybe eh, like a nudge. Then before that, not even a nudge, maybe like a whisper. Then before that, maybe like a feather. Then before that, there was a knowing. But in my mind, and this is what you talk about, perfect timing, I can clearly argue that it's not the right time. Like that wrong phone number that wasn't a wrong phone number. There are no mistakes, right? I could have argued to myself, oh, that's not the right time. I would love for you to talk about this because some folks believe in miracles showing up only for certain people. Oh. Other folks believe that miracles show up 24-7, and I'd like you to share what you believe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I talk about, like you said, I talk about what I yeah. call miracle-mindedness. And that's uh, and I use Einstein as an example, yeah. uh, and some quotes by him. But um, yeah, I mean, when you're open to the meaning in amazing coincidences like synchronicities, when you're open to the influence of archetypes, when 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 you're when you become more open to a dimension of life that only the intuition can perceive, and and um, then you know, then you realize miracles are happening all the time. And, and life is miraculous by its very nature, and everything is synchronized. 
Synchronicity is happening all the time. There are no coincidences. Everything is perfectly timed. That's the meaning of perfect timing. And in the book, really when I talk about perfect timing and how to cultivate it, it really is the result of cultivating intuitive intelligence. And cultivating intuitive intelligence is the subti- subtitle of the book. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what it takes. The more intuitive you are, the better your timing is going to get. Why is that? Because timing is a 100% intuitive decision. You know, most decisions have a logic component, and I have a whole chapter on logic, you know, and how to balance intuition and logic. So this is not a book, an airy-fairy book. There's a lot of managers that are reading this book now and um, finding value in it because intuitive decision-making is relative in business, but this is really written not just for business people but also for anybody who wants to become more creative or who wants to make better decisions, whether they're a householder or whether they're a wannabe entrepreneur or whether they're a student trying to figure out or trying to honor what fascinates them. There's value for a lot of different people uh, in this book. But the whole thing about developing perfect timing is to cultivate your intuitive intelligence, and your timing is going to automatically get better. And then you're going to come closer to the realization that everything is unfolding perfectly uh, in time according to plan. We just don't know what the frig the plan is, but that's not our job to know the plan. It's our job to to dance with destiny. It's our job to, 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 to roll with it. And that's basically uh, the grace of the synchronistic lifestyle. I want to ask you a question, and I, I believe I did read it in the book, but I don't know where I read it. And here is the question I want to ask you. You know, I, for the most part in my life, especially since I said yes to this part of my journey, uh, rarely, rarely have I doubted myself in my steps. But what I've become aware of is how I become affected from other people's doubt of where I'm going. And I'm not alone in this. And, you know, many of our listeners have called into the show, Paul, and they've talked about this. I've got a vision in my dream, in, in a dream. And by the way, my husband doesn't think that I'm going to achieve anything. But even if doubt is not spoken, there's an energy to it. How important is it to get the whole team on the same page? You know, I don't think it's as important as we're inclined to think, Pat. And the reason mm-hmm. I say that is because I think that we can uh, erect a invisible protective shield uh, around our dreams. I think that our dreams mm. of creative freedom or our dreams of expressing ourselves or our dreams of, of manifesting our desires, these are kind of like our babies. You know, these are our precious babies. And I don't think we should necessarily share them with people who are not going to uh, support the idea of them. And, but, of course, we want to, and we want support because we're a social species. You know, I like to say about humans, you know, we are nervous primates, but we're also incredibly curious. And finding the, finding the, the, the reconciling those two things, that's the challenge. I mean, we're incredibly afraid of ostracism. You know, back in the day when we were hunter-gatherers, if you were kicked out of the tribe, you're dead. You know, and, and, and then even then in the small village, same thing. If you were driven out of the village, you might as well be dead, and you're probably going to be dead. So we have this fear of being rejected by the tribe or the group. But you know what? We have a lot more freedom now. I mean, we're so mobile. 300 years ago, we couldn't choose where we lived. We couldn't choose our occupation. We couldn't even choose who we married. We have so much freedom, even if we don't have the creative freedom of, 
of, of an inventor or an artist or an entrepreneur, we've got a lot more freedom than we've ever had in human history. And it's even, you know, ironically, uh, the fact that we're so mobile in America, on the one hand, it takes us away from that belonging and the security of the tribe, but on the other hand, it liberates us to go find our own tribe, to go find our own uh, a support group. And I encourage people to do that. I, I don't think it has to matter what uh, other people who we've known for a long time, um, their take. Uh, I mean, maybe we can feed it to them in, in dribs and drabs and yeah. show them the evidence of it working out over time, but I wouldn't be held back by that. I so love and wanted you to say that. You know, um, what I love about this is, uh, let me give you a specific example, if we could, because sometimes it's just worth coming right to the table, Paul. You know what I'm saying? Let's just bring it to the table, if we could. Um, you know, I shared with you, and I've been sharing with the listeners, uh, and I and I use this language. Um, we have been called to launch a network called TransformationRadio.fm, and we have been called to launch it with 10 channels. And I had somebody say to me the other day, and that's why I'm so glad there are no mistakes. Linda lined up this interview in perfect timing, so amen to that, Paul. Um, and I said, and he said to me, actually, it was several of them said to me, "You're out of your mind. You have totally lost it." And and then they went on to say, "Nobody does that. Nobody launches anything that big all at once." And I thought, "Wow, I didn't know that." I mean, I didn't. We're just kind of putting one foot in front of the other, right? We're just yeah. like we had our technology built to do it all at one time. I never contemplated the idea of not doing it like that because guess what? Most of my life, ignorance has been my friend. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by ignorance is I meant this place where no one has, you know, put in noise to affect the voice. Or right. the, or, yeah, can you talk it's to that, that please? Because I that. think what we're doing is perfect. I don't know. I now now I now these guys have got me to wonder. Ooh, maybe well, we're not doing it right. <laughs> I call that innocence. Innocence. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? What difference does it make? I mean, if you <laughs> if it works out all at once, or if you get five and you add five later, I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's a beautiful vision. And it might work out in stages. It doesn't matter. You don't have I to know. <laughs> It's pretty funny, though. And, you know, my answer was, well, you know, honestly, what happened was we didn't create this in a vacuum. You know, what's happening is what, for, for us, we have taken everybody's feedback, all of our hosts, our co-hosts, guests that have come on the show, people like you. And they've said, you know, when you're going to do a blah, blah, blah channel, let me know. And so we kept a list of this. And out of it came everything from Psychic Talk Radio to a music channel. Uh -huh. But it's all under the guise of conscious radio. Uh -huh. and, and so, you know, how, what would your message be to folks that find themselves in this state. This is the this is one of the most popular phrases of our time. Are you ready for it? Paul, okay. I'm confused. Uh, Paul, I'm confused. What? Oh, that's who that's I'm confused. The, that that's the that, that is one of the most popular uh things in our pop culture right now. Right. Right. States well, of confusion. Right. Mm. Well, you know, I have a slogan 
that's at the end of the book, and it's called Take the Risks That Grow You. So if you want to do something or you have a vision to do something and it's tied in with your heart instead of your ego, and uh, and, and it's going to grow you. And and it's going to grow you because even if it doesn't work out according to the best plan that you can make, you're going to learn from it, and you're going to develop um, your heart muscle, and you're going to develop parts of yourself. Um, and sometimes things don't work out. You know, I mean, I went bankrupt twice. You know, I held on to my vision. and I mean, I didn't personally go bankrupt. The company went bankrupt once, and then I had lost everything. I tell these stories in the book. and um, But I came back. I held the vision, and I came back, and I restarted it because I was too far ahead of my time. Yeah. And sometimes we have a beautiful vision that's just a little bit ahead of our time. That doesn't mean the vision is wrong. It just means that, you know, our timing isn't exactly uh, perfect. The world, right. isn't, world isn't ready for it yet. But we try it anyway. We don't know that. We try it anyway, and we learn a whole lot. And it, uh, we get a lot out of it. And um, it, it's so I like to say take the risks that grow you. And, and, and that's all the justification you need. Well, I love it. I want to thank you so much for today's show. And please, one more time, give out your websites, if you will, and let folks know about the download again. And thank you so much. Yeah. Well, the website is divination.com. That's D-I-V-I nation.com. And the the free book offer for listeners of of, of your show uh, is on a private web page that we set up uh, at divination.com slash free book and then if they go there and sign up for our newsletter it'll give them it'll send them a link where they can then go and download a kindle version or an ipad version or a pdf version i love it i want to thank you so much for all that you do paul and please i hope you will come back uh and join us again i love the book Um, What I've really discovered after reading it again was that, you know, we truly do have all that we need to live the life that we want to live. And thank you so much for reminding all of us. Well, thank you for having me on, Pat, and thank you for all that you do. Yours is a beautiful story. Oh, and please, real quick, how can they hear you on radio? Oh, I'm on KBOO.FM in uh, serving the entire state of Oregon. I've had a show for uh, 30 years now. Uh, but they can hear podcasts of it at divination.com also. So my last 200 interviews are on are uh, available for listening at divination.com or on iTunes via podcast. Just look up Pathways or my name, Paul O'Brien. I tried to swim again.